Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 165. As always, a lot of great music, a lot of great new music, just a lot of great shit in general on this show. Eric, what have you been up to? Let's see, what have I been up to? A lot of the same stuff, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Weird. The world hasn't quite got back to normal, and you're just doing the same things. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds like about everybody else's life. Yeah. Same thing, except for the fact that I played the show. <laughs> right. I saw. That was, uh, what day is it? It's Wednesday, so that was Saturday. I watched you yeah. guys on Saturday. I happened to be out, so fortunately I got the reminder because I knew about it, but uh, busy Saturday morning, got caught up in running errands, but my phone reminded me, so I was walking around like at home in Sam's Club and shit like that, and I was watching Anonymous play. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you, it was a hell of a, just to play a 20-minute set, we were, one, we were looking for a place to practice, and we had to look for a PA system, and we had to look for a microphone. <laughs> Yeah. Of which we had none of, but literally like the 11th hour, which was you know, the night before, so like 14 hours before we were supposed to play a show, my friend, he actually said, just use my basement. It's okay. I'll move some stuff around and you guys can play there. All right. So we had a place. And the PA system, I was like, well, I have a cable, an XLR cable. I don't exactly have a microphone, so I'll just go and buy a microphone. So I went the next day, bought a microphone. Uh, but unfortunately, the XLR cable I had was unable to plug into the amp that I had, at oh. least properly. <laughs> well, shit. So then, I, so then I brought the, I brought all the gear to the, uh, uh, to my friend's house and told her the situation with the PA. She's like, "Well, let's just run to Guitar Center and see if we have a, they have a cord we can plug into the mic and the auxiliary on the amp." And they did. So Thanks. I spent more money on that and. We were able to have a PA system. Rigged as it was, it still worked. It worked. It was great. Uh, everybody that was able to join in on that, that's awesome. Uh, go look up Beehive Social Club. Support them, especially if you're anywhere around here. But that's that's kind of what you guys and then all the other bands, because there was like 15 bands or something like that. Uh, that was yeah. the whole point of you know an all-day virtual show, as it were. Yeah. And it was like a... And it was a benefit show. It was like all the bands and all the performers were saying, please donate to uh, you know, the PayPal Venmo of uh, Conrad, who owns the uh, venue, because we really don't want to lose this venue as a result of COVID, pretty much. Right. And hopefully before too long, you know, things start getting back together. I start, I, I've heard, you know, that here in Utah, anyway, we have the four-step system, you know, going from what, like red, orange, yellow, and green maybe, and I think we're in yellow. I thought I've thought I've seen things that we were supposed to be in green already, but maybe they were just talking about it coming. So when when it's green, green is good. Green's back to normal. We're not quite there yet, but uh, even though cases are starting to spike, but what do people expect? You get people back together. You get people mixing it up and protesting and getting all in close quarters and 
that's just how stuff like this works. But guess what? Very few people are getting very sick or really that sick at all. I've only known one person personally, like one of my personal friends that I am aware of that was sick. His work did mass testing, and he came up positive with like 12 of his other coworkers. He, during his whole window of uh, quarantine time while he was sick, never experienced any symptoms. He just wow. had it and had to do the, the quarantine period and not go to work and had to stay at home. And uh, I asked him afterwards, like, so how you feel? He's like, I feel fine. I didn't even I never even felt symptoms of this period, which. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's that way for everybody, but that's one of those things where you shouldn't be terrified of something that is essentially hitting or killing, you know, people with weakened immune systems. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, uh, that's just the thing with most sicknesses. Some of them you feel right away. Some of them you feel in uh, segments, and some of them you just don't feel at all. Right. It comes like those, and you don't even notice it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that is that. So hopefully we don't have too much on that, and I hope people are starting to uh, turn their interests into something else, this fad of protests and looting and rioting. I mean, if you have a real grievance – uh, you know, base your shit on facts, not your feelings, and yeah. feel free to protest once you're there. And I support all protests, especially ones where they're based out of facts and you're looking at things and not you're not just feel like you should be out there or you feel something because uh, when it comes down to it, we don't give a shit about everybody's feelings. We want everybody to be all right, and you can't make decisions based off a few people's feelings when it's really going to affect everybody. So make sure you're basing that shit on facts, not feelings, and there's no facts out there that justify looting and uh, pillaging and all this other bullshit that is going on, you know, under the cover of the actual protests. Because there are plenty of people out there that are doing the right thing, and they're peacefully protesting, but these looters and rioters are essentially using that as a cover to do all this other bullshit. Yeah. And those are the people that are making it, that are slowing everything down. Absolutely. It just uh, takes away from the point. Yeah. It really does. It gives the people who are actually trying to make a change a bad name. Exactly. So be careful who you align yourself with because they might be doing things uh, with ulterior motives there instead of the ones you think they're doing it for. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll talk about that type of stuff. <laughs> yes. Definitely. All right. Let's move on to some music. Enough about that bullshit. Uh, yeah, real quick. <laughs> yes, real quick. There's some new music that has come out and will be coming out. So back to June 11th, Ray Gun Cowboys came out with Innocent Look single. Questionable Gentleman came out with Exhibit A on the 12th. Liberty and Justice come out with Second Ward Serenade single. Uh, also on the 12th, Territories came out with When the Day is Done EP on the 12th. Also on the 12th. Pizza Tramp with Split, uh, the split they did, sorry, with The Domestics. Uh, Koriki, I want to say, C-O-R-I-K-Y, came out with Self-Titled on the 12th. And if you're familiar with, uh, you know, somebody by the name of Ian McKay, then uh, this is a band you probably want to check out. Maybe, you know, if you're a fan of Fugazi and Minor Threat, uh, 
something in that vein, but not maybe something that sounds exactly like it. But in that vein of music, stuff that Ian McKay does, this is that. And I think there's three people in the band, and they all alternate on vocals. But one's guitar, one's bass, one's drums. Uh, pretty cool project there. So go check out Koriki uh, on the 15th. Ready, Set, Survive put out the Keys EP. Doug and the Slugs put out the American Skins and Skinhead Life 7-inch on the 15th. Generation 84 put out Leap. The Dirty Neil put out Done With Drugs single. Bad Cop, Bad Cop put out The Ride on the 19th. Cro-Mags put out In the Beginning that came out on the 19th. That included a couple of those tracks that we had previously played because those were early releases of this. And what else? The Killer Whales on the 19th put out their self-titled Killer Whales. The Executors put out a split with male patterns on the 20th. Vice Squad, first of three volumes. Uh, it's vice Olation is what they, they call them. So for isolation, right? You know, the, the yeah. quarantine stuff. They basically took previous tracks, did acoustic versions, and kind of reworked some other stuff. So they're all going to be EPs. Vice-Olation Volume 1 has four tracks. Uh, be on the lookout for more releases. I would assume Visolation Volume 2 and 3 will probably be what those are. Also on the 22nd, Counterparts put out Pure Forms of Pain. Liberty and Justice put out Halfway Home single. That They released a total of three singles. They're raising money for something there in Houston. I don't remember exactly what, but uh, go check them out. They're putting out a split with Favel, F-A-V-L, from Italy. That I think that's already out on vinyl, but you can't get it on digital yet. But ah, it barely came yeah. out. And it's on uh, one of the European labels, too, so it's not one that you can buy here in the U.S. or get anytime quickly. Uh, Battery Humans put out Harvest. That is on, was on June 24th, also on the 24th, which is today. Uh, Fallen Monuments put out a single called Not Enough. The Decline will be putting out I'm Not Gonna Lie to You on the 26th. Spunk Volcano and the Eruptions. I think they're releasing something on the 26th. I have not seen what it's called officially, but they said be on the lookout for the 26th. Bone Crusher is putting out an EP uh, four tracks, I believe. I think the vinyl might be on sale now, but uh, it looks like it's going to be officially released. It's called Quarantine Sessions on the 29th. We got a few for the beginning of July. The Raging Nathans are doing a split with Starter Jackets. Ills, ILS, is putting out Curse on the 3rd. Geld is putting out Beyond the Floor on the 3rd. The Real Mackenzies will be putting out Beer and Loathing. Looking forward to that one for sure. Dits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other two also on the third are Dits, D-I-T-Z. It's called Five Songs, and Much the Same will be putting out Quitters Never Win also on the third. So that's a bunch of new stuff on the radar coming up. Eric, let's do some new music on this show. What do you uh, what'd you pick for this week? Oh, I picked a band that I have played before on here, but they were under a different name. Right? <laughs> yeah. The band... We've known them for 10 years as PSO, but just recently they made a change to their name to have PSO stand for something. And they'd always have it stand for something. They do, they pull like the MDC and just like say, yeah, it stands for uh, pro skate Alliance. It stands for uh, please shut off or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. But they finally went with a name that actually, uh, that actually fits them and they call themselves, Project Sellout. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, hey, got to stand for something, right? 
Yeah. And when I say a name that actually fits them, I'm not calling them sellouts because it's not like they're signed to Electra Records or anything like that. Right. But it's just, but it's just the fact that they own what they do. They love they love playing the music that they love, and and as we'll hear on this uh, song that I've got uh, that I picked for this week, they have changed their sound ever so coherently. And they decided, well, if people want to call us a sellout, well, let's give it to them. Or we call ourselves Project Sellout. Nice. Yeah, so it's still in line with their uh, their humor and their joking. Uh, but anyway, they do have a new album coming out, and they released a single of it. Uh, what, what was the date? Yeah, just on the 22nd. So, Just barely. Yeah, just barely. Just barely, and I had a—I tell you—I had a hell of a time trying to find this, uh, the recording. I could only find it on YouTube before they released it in the Bandcamp. Right. Yeah. Fortunately, so, I was able to find it in the Bandcamp today because it was released two days ago on Bandcamp. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And, but I tell you, that search was worth it because it—it it still had that classic PSO sound. I was able to recognize the the guitar and the vocals and and the drums and whatnot. This might be in a little bit on the uh, softer, more skate punk side. Anyway, the and the song I the song that was released was called "Quarantine Forever." It's the title track of their upcoming album, I believe. Oh, but, cool. Yeah, but I but I don't know. I don't have all that information. But what I do have is a great single from I'm sure to be a great album, and it's and it's modern because we call it "Quarantine Forever." Right. It's definitely yeah. relevant now. Definitely relevant, and will definitely be uh, uh, something to look back on and laugh. So, <laughs> so yeah, let, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up so that these guys can start playing. I say we listen to it. Here it goes. <laughs>
There it is. Quarantine forever. Yep, that, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely feel like it's a different sound. For one, it's uh, cleaner, and it's not so uh, not so aggressive, at least compared to uh, some of the other songs. Like, it, you don't hear Skate Slam Jam. You don't hear uh, Wrong Board or, or uh, Culture Vulture. <laughs> Those right. are just really fast, really aggressive, really playing into a lot of uh, 80s hardcore. And this just feels like it's playing into that 90s zone when, like, uh, Pulley and uh, Bad Religion and No Effects were all really huge bands. Right. Yeah, and just playing into their uh, melodic side, which I know they can do because their uh, their guitarist he's he's a he is a philanthropist when it comes to adding whatever into his into his punk music. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's good so, stuff. Project Sellout. I like the I like the name. You know, PSO was good. I like I like Project Sellout. It's good stuff. Yeah, and it's good stuff. And I'm from what I've from what I've heard through the grapevine, there's a lot more uh, a lot more weirdness to look forward to. So it will be interesting to see how these guys hold up. Yes, definitely looking forward to that. We'll have to be on the lookout and see uh, how soon that'll be coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Not soon enough, I'm afraid. <laughs> right. Well, some like that. We're going to get to something like that. It would be a great segue right now, but I have a different song picked out first. First, we're going to play uh, some, some new stuff. You know, we're going to continue playing some new stuff. We're going to actually play one more extra new song instead of the fundraiser quarantine song. Didn't have one picked, but we have a bunch of new ones, and we'll, we'll get into why we're playing them. First, we're going to do Step 13. They just released their Triple Ace EP back on May 29th, so it's only been out a few weeks. Uh, four tracks, three originals, uh, a great Sex Pistols cover on it. Uh, over on Punkanoi Worldwide, I played one of the tracks there. We're going to play the title track, Triple Ace, here. You can go f- listen to, uh, I believe the vinyl is going to be coming out pretty soon on Commandante Records. You can already buy it over there in Europe from Cortex Records. Uh, so if you want to get the vinyl there, the digital is already available. Last Man Standing, we have on the SLC Punkcast fundraiser compilation. Uh, that... LP, 47 tracks, 15 bucks, still out there. People are still buying, so I appreciate everybody that's out there purchasing that and checking that out. Still a lot of great tracks, including that last man standing from this EP, but we're not going to play that one here. You're going to have to go buy it for the EP from Step 13 or go get that fundraiser compilation. Here we're going to play the title track, Triple Ace, and real quick, next Friday, July 3rd, Bandcamp, it's the last day that I know of. They may add more dates, but it's the last day that they'll be waiving their their fees. So any fees that Bandcamp would take on purchases, they'll be waiving those. So everybody out there who hadn't had a chance to get the SLC Punkcast fundraiser compilation, definitely go look at it then if you're unfamiliar with it, because we talk about it every episode, but if you're unfamiliar... Uh, all the proceeds going to help Eric pay medical bills. He's been uh, a couple weeks at least, what, two, three weeks or so in the hospital, two surgeries, uh, secondary visit after the second surgery. So definitely doing what we can to help Eric with those. And guess what? You get 47 tracks for that 15 bucks. So get out there, get it, help out. This band right here, Step 13, had him on the show, two different interviews. The first one was on episode 12, way back on episode number 12, almost single digits there. One of the very first interviews, I think they were the second interview 
we'd done on this show, Step 13. So on episode 12, back in August of 2017, then we had them on again because they did a split with dogs in the fight. And so we had them back on episode 44.5, which is full of splits, which is a cool episode. That was April 2018. If you hadn't heard those episodes, you can go back, check them out. Hear the interview. We'll have to have Step 13 on again. Great guys. That's enough of me talking about them. Let's let you hear the title track off the new EP. It's Triple Ace. Such a great track, Triple Ace. Uh, yes, Captain McConnell. And there's a story there. You can obviously get some of the story through the lyrics. I'm not going to go into the story. I've heard the guys tell me the you know about the track, the meaning of the track. But I'm going to wait until we get them on the show again, and then I'm going to let them do it proper justice. They wrote the track for it. So that's for Captain McConnell. And I can't wait to have those guys back on the show. I got to see them perform twice last year. Plus, uh, they, they did uh, a video performance. They have something there. I forget what it's called. Uh, they went and did that earlier this year, I, I believe, something like that. It's back east, kind of like a – not a public access channel, but something, something to that effect. And they went and performed some tracks there. But I got to see them at – uh, Frontline Fest in Austin last August. They did this track there, which was awesome. Some of their other new tracks there in uh, in Austin last year is pretty pretty awesome. And then I got to see them up in their neck of the woods, not quite New Hampshire where they're from, but uh, in New Haven, Connecticut. They came down and did the Northeast Oi Fest. So I got to see them twice last year. Phenomenal uh, both times. Can't wait to get to see the guys again. Such great guys, friends of the show. Definitely check out Triple Ace the EP and the SLC punk cast fundraiser compilation. What'd you think of that track, Eric? Uh, I had some, 
had some good raunchy moments on there. Definitely felt like an oi track. And uh, yeah, now I kind of got uh, caught the bug. Now I need to see him at least uh, live at least once. <laughs> you got to. And Richie uh, plays guitar for him. He moved to Arizona, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out for them because the rest of the guys are still uh, back there in New Hampshire. But hopefully able to to work something out get together maybe they'll come out here uh i've been talking with eric uh I, i'm looking at doing some something we can get some bands coming out here uh next year maybe a little earlier maybe like may early june next year and maybe we can get those guys to come out here richie will already be pretty close so maybe i'll put the invitation out maybe we'll get them here and you'll get to see them as well and everybody else that wants to come by yeah absolutely who wouldn't want to get to that show? I know. There's going to be some some good bands that I've already talked to that that have shown some interest. I think it I think it'll turn out to be really good. But uh, I'll wait to get some some more solid details before we put out too much information on that. Uh, in the yeah. meantime, what we do have information on is the Welch Boys. So any fans out there, another Boston band, uh, band from back east. Uh, the Welch Boys have been a band since 2005. And if you're not familiar with them, they have members from Slapshot and the Blue Bloods that also play in the Welch Boys. I want to thank TJ Welch for sharing uh, early release of a track that they have coming out. So this track that we're going to play is Methadone Mile. And they are going to have, in August, a 10-inch split. Uh, it's going to come out on vinyl with Bone Crusher, Bone Crusher from California. Uh, they are going to be releasing some quarantine sessions, four tracks themselves, coming up before too long. I think you might be able to buy the vinyl on that one already, but I, like I said at the top of the show, I think uh, next week on the 29th maybe is when you can get the, the four tracks from Bone Crusher. Anyway, back to the Welch Boys. They're going to be releasing that split. There's going to be four new tracks from the Welch Boys on that split, and Methadone Mile is going to be one of them. But... And the, yes, but we're going to be playing some quite a bit of Welch Boys, I think, this year. And we're going to work on getting TJ on the show. We can talk a bunch uh, about the Welch Boys. Uh, and speaking of Northeast Oi Fest, I was talking about Step 13. I got to see the Welch Boys at Northeast Oi Fest and another phenomenal band. That Northeast Oi Fest just had nonstop great, great bands. And that was the first time getting to see the Welch Boys for myself. And man, they were phenomenal. One of the best of that three day festival. But. This uh, the Welch Boys on top of that split ten inch that they're going to be putting out with Bone Crusher in August. They are also going to be releasing uh, a new record coming out this year, later this year, and it's going to be a new full length. Uh, you can look for that split. It's going to be uh, by Last Punk Rockers Records, uh, and so that'll be vinyl and digital on I believe both of those formats there, uh, CD as well. So be on the lookout. The split, though, is coming out August 20 uh, of this year, 20th, not 20th, August 2020. Don't have the official release date yet, but it's coming out in August with that split. This track is from the split. Enough of me talking about it. Let's listen to Methadone Mile from the Welch Boys.
Yes. <laughs> What'd you so think? The way you describe those, the way you describe those boys, I'm like, okay, I get it now. I get where all this excitement's coming from. After yes. Hearing that song. Super excited. Uh, they have new stuff coming out. Ah, uh, man. It's so good. I'm looking forward to the rest. Looking forward to such a great split. Two good bands there. Bone Crusher's a great band. Uh, Welch Boys, great band. Haven't seen Bone Crusher play live yet. They've been around a long time. Still haven't seen them live, so I'll have to go check them out before too long. Yeah. I've heard of Bone Crusher, but I've never really given them a listen until until now. And I'm, just, I'm just like, okay. I gotta, I gotta do some more research on these guys. <laughs> well, Bone Crusher, like I said, new track, uh, new four tracks coming out. So we'll definitely get them on the up or show before too long. Uh, I was able to last year when they were uh, performing there at the Northeast Oi Fest, the Welch Boys. I was able to get a vinyl copy of Bring Back the Fight. So here before too long, I wanted to play uh, some older Welch Boys. There uh, a lot of great tracks on that album, and they have two other full lengths there as well. So a lot of good stuff. Last Punk Rockers Records, you can find their stuff. Uh, Sailor's Grave Records, Ice Cream Records, uh, great labels there. Good releases. The Last Punk Rockers is going to be putting out that split, so be on the lookout for it. And looking forward to playing more Welch Boys. And maybe as it gets closer, that's when we'll get TJ on to play some more new tracks. Uh, maybe we'll get one from the, the forthcoming, if they've got something ready to go, from the forthcoming full length that's coming out later this year as well. Yeah. That's, uh, that's some excitement. Yes. In your bones. Absolutely. Good stuff. Great band. So, so far, Project Sellout, Step 13, the Welch Boys. Let's do one more new one. Then we'll do some older stuff. Uh, on the job, love this band. They started in 2009. They're from Karlskrona, they're in Sweden. And they, a couple years back, they stopped playing as a band. I think, you know, a couple bands uh, back over there. The Agitators, another one that comes to mind. Really great European bands and just weren't going to play anymore, but have since decided to get back together. On the job's already ready to release some stuff. They put out a new track called We're Back. They put out a video with it. It's a cool video. Really excited when I saw that was coming out. So they released the single uh, on May 29th. So same day that that Triple Ace EP from Step 13 came out. And again, you can get onto YouTube and go check out the video for We're Back. But on the job, they're great. They're also putting out a fall, an album Sorry, in fall of 2020. So this year, this will be on it. Let's listen to the track We're Back from On the Job.
Such a cool single. I like the band. Yeah. It's a that's just another hard one from from Sweden. Yes. So much uh, great music coming from Sweden. Really. I know, that's a game. <laughs> and that's not even the last one from Sweden we're playing on this episode. Yep, that's true. I just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to more Sweden in a minute. That's going to wrap up all the new stuff that we're playing. Uh, great stuff, though. I'm really looking forward to the new On the Job album. That track's great. Methadone Mile from the Welch Boys is so great. So looking forward to both those releases. Two releases this year. It's awesome. Uh, was I've been looking forward to new Step 13 for quite a bit, so that's awesome that Triple Ace came out. And again, you can find that on our fundraiser compilation over there on Bandcamp. And I am glad PSO's kind of doing their own thing. You know, not they were already doing their own thing, but they kind of set out and like, hey, this is what we're going to do now. So kind of a same path, but maybe slightly different, or however you want to call it. I like it. I like the formerly known as PSO. We're now Project Sellout. Yeah, pretty much. PSO, it's still, it'll still stand for Project Sellout. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can still call them PSO. Probably. Uh, less letters for the marquee while they're on tour, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, well, let's do some older, lesser-known <laughs> tracks. Both of us have got some stuff that are 10-plus years old. The one you picked is coming up on 12 years old. Yeah, they, they, they were a band that uh, I've been told has been around for quite a long time and only had a couple of albums, but I think it was uh, four albums. And then they broke up earlier this decade. Right. So, so I discovered this band. It was uh, recommended to me by my friend who used to work at Grey Whale. And um, uh, whenever I walked into Grey Whale, I would spend about four or five hours in there just talking with him about music. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but he always got me introduced to some new bands. And he still continues to do that every time I see him. And this one... Is a, is a band called Trap Them. I had never heard of them. He described them to me. I was like, okay, this sounds like something I would go and check to that check out. And he described them to me as a band that combines elements of grindcore, crust punk, some uh, death metal as well. And the reason why he loves them so much is like, huh, I listened to the first album, and as soon as it starts, it's over. <laughs> yeah, they... Yeah, so they keep a lot of uh, those punk elements in there as like, okay, songs that are a couple minutes long, the album is over in less than half an hour. But it's still memorable and it's still good. Awesome. Yeah. So I chose the, I chose the first album of which they put out in 2008 called uh, <coughs> Seizures in a Barren Paradise. Or <laughs> Praise. Uh, Sorry, that was a... Yeah. That was me reading a reading a weird word. Seizures and Barren Praise. Seizures and Barren Praise. All right. Yeah. And I was listening to that album uh, as close as this morning because I was having trouble choosing a song. And I chose this one. It's just got a lot of weird riffs, a lot of weird uh, converged style drumming, the, you know, the jazzy type stuff, and just just laying it on. It's a, it's a band that is very... Also kind of has a bit of a metalcore style. But... But yeah, I really like hearing what I'm hearing. So let's give uh, Trap Them with the song Good Nyalsi Serene. Yeah, I was wondering how you were going to pronounce that because I looked at that and I'm like, Guignol Serene. Like, what's Guignol? Guignol? Whatever it is. 
Don't know what it means, but let's see. Uh, yeah, you're right. Let's check out the track. <laughs> yeah. Right, I can say the band name. Trap them. Yep, <laughs> the one of those bands that likes to troll you with like a, like a. Oh yeah, that band is easy. That band's name is easy to pronounce, but their songs. What are they saying? <laughs> right. I don't know if I heard them say uh, Guignol, but uh, I probably would have missed it if they would have said it anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> no matter how much I practice trying to decipher the lyrics, uh, it's this type of stuff where I'm like, um, I know maybe about five words. I think they said. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can appreciate, right? There's there's some music out there that you cannot understand a single thing. You know, for example, when we're listening to bands that are singing in other languages, Spanish or French or German or Swedish or uh, Portuguese yeah. or whatever, uh, you know, that we can just appreciate, hey, I like this music. I have no idea what they're saying. But uh, the same goes with some bands singing English. It's just that heavy or the way the, the vocals are coming across, you still like it even though you can't understand it. Yep, exactly. I mean, you could say that about most brutal death metal bands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that was a good track. Trap them. They're from Boston and Seattle. That's where they're based out of. So uh, both coasts there. That's pretty cool. And like you said, uh, they were active 2001 to 2017. So not currently listed as active. But you never know. Maybe they'll get together and play some more music. Yeah, we can hope so. We hope that they could be one of those uh, go-to uh, 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 fan anchor bands that 
uh, this is hardcore likes to bring in. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's what they'll be. They'll be like those festival only bands, but if they're not that old, which I, I doubt they are, maybe they got a tour inside them. Yeah. Well, that gives people incentive to get out there and go see some of those festivals. Yep. Exactly. Well, yeah. Just not be, not the fact of being away from them for so long because of all this pandemic stuff. I know. Is enough to get them out there. I went to four great festivals last year amongst all the, the shows here and uh, elsewhere that, that I went and seen bands, you know, traveling to see some bands. Uh, and then obviously, you know, the four different festivals last year. So pretty bummed out. Nothing this year. I don't think I've been to. I don't even recall. I don't think I've seen any shows. I think there was a couple I was planning on getting to in March. All got canceled. So I can't even, I don't think I've got anything, nothing. So looking forward to something, hopefully before the end of the year. Yeah, Yeah, I can't wait till 2021. (laughs) Right? Let's get rid of this 2020 bullshit. (laughs) We're already sick of it. Well, the band I picked for this older, lesser-known segment here is the band Chernobyl Babies. They're from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Is this a band that you are familiar with, Eric? Not familiar with the the band itself, but I am familiar with that name. I have heard of a bunch. Okay. Great band. I just came across them not too long ago as well, and so I've been looking forward to getting them on and Came across them uh, on the old iPod there. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to get this band on. Same with my album. When we get to there, I'll talk about that. But here are the Chernobyl Babies out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. The album is uh, Punks, P-U-N-X, Rules. Punks Rules came out 10 years ago. so March 24, 2010. They've been a band since 2004, but I think that kind of was their active period. I think they only had two releases. They were looking at doing some stuff, I think, being active uh, like 2013 or 14, but I didn't see anything that came out then. So hopefully we get to see something from this band. This is a great band. You know, if you hear, listen to our show enough, you know I play a lot of either oi, street punk, hardcore. Those are probably the, the genres of uh, music I like the best. Uh, I really just love great street punk. We're going to go there with this, the Chernobyl Babies, and they released Punk's Rules on Joe Pogo Records. Give you an idea of where this release came from. Let's listen to the track They Lost, We Oi.
great band. They have a lot of great tracks. Uh, I want to correct something. I made a mistake there. So see, I bought this off of iTunes, digital release, not that long ago. And that's those the, the information I gave was specific to that release, Punk's Rules. But I was just looking it up on Discogs. They actually had two different EPs they released. So in 2008, they re- released the They Lost We Oi, which is that track. There's four tracks there. And that is what it's from. So 2008. But in 2009, they had the Punk's Rules EP, which is also four tracks. But if you go online to uh, iTunes, that is uh, the four tracks and four tracks are combined into something that is also called Punk's Rules. So you can get all eight tracks there from the Chernobyl Babies. So go that route. Or if you can find the vinyl, get the vinyls. But uh, great band. All eight tracks were really good. I had a tough time picking, so I just went with the easy choice of the first track, which happened to be the title track of their first EP. Yeah. That's uh, that's usually an easy way out. but Right. There were so many really good tracks. I was listening, and I had a hard time picking. So maybe in the not-too-distant future, uh, I'll have these guys again, or maybe we'll just do a great cover-to-cover album. Even though it's only eight tracks, it's two different EPs. Maybe maybe we'll we'll throw it in there as well. But it's really good. I recommend people going and checking out the Chernobyl Babies from Grand Rapids, Michigan. So good stuff there. Is that music? So you were familiar with the band name, but not necessarily the band or its music. Did the music sound familiar to you? The music doesn't really sound familiar. When I heard it, it was kind of like a, it sounded like a mixture of street punk and oi in there. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So so I'm not surprised (laughs) because this was your pick and I know what your taste is like. Right. Yeah. It does tend to lean more on that side. Absolutely. And that was probably maybe one of the more, oi sounding tracks from that band a lot of their other tracks are are very street punk much less oi sound to them yeah more of that pogo punk rock sound yeah that's what i was hearing i'm just like i can't see people uh you know circle pitting to this i see more of the up down up down type stuff (laughs) right right well it's good stuff the chernobyl babies uh so a couple good older lesser knowns there would trap them and chernobyl babies let's do some great cover to cover albums what did you pick? Oh, I happened to pick. Uh, you were talking earlier about uh, it, about uh, putting a great EP as a cover-to-cover album. Yeah, sometimes they are. You know, you get a, a four, six-track solid EP. I mean, that's still great. You know, the, yeah. you take that over uh, a band where you come across like two or three tracks that you like. You know what I mean? And you know, might be some other filler tracks or whatever you want to call it. But a good solid EP is just as good. Yep. And uh well anyway, that's that's what I have here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was a uh it's an EP uh from a local band. Some of you guys uh, excuse me, uh local listeners, you might actually be familiar with this one, especially if you listen to more heavy music. Yeah, I kinda did a turnaround. I put uh one uh more of a happier sounding song, which was in the Project Sellout one, and the rest of my picks are just heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is a this is a bit of an older band. They were a band uh, that were, <clears throat> excuse me, active back in the uh, 2000s. The C- and the CP release came out in 2007. And it's a band called Bird Eater, and their album, well, it's called Utah, and that's about it. <laughs> awesome. What else do you need to yeah, know? They were, yeah, they were 
they were a band that formed in uh, 2005, and one of the uh, one of the significant members, uh, at least significant to me, was the guitarist slash vocalist Anthony Lucero, who went on to be in bands Gaza and most notably Cult Leader, who is active right now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he ended up just becoming a uh, just a straightforward vocalist in that project, but he's still very active playing guitar. Cool. And and yeah, the whole EP is just filled with a ton of a uh, ton of great metalcore licks. There's a lot of uh, there's a few different interludes showing off some of the softer guitar tunes as kind of a break in a seven song EP. Because the rest of the album is just brutal as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do love I do love the CP. This was one of the first local bands of. Uh, that I discovered, I discovered them back in my teens after a few a few years after this album was released. I found it in the library of all places. Wow. Yeah. And when I put it on, I was just so taken aback. I had no idea how to define that at the time. The Probably the best way that they've defined themselves is just kind of like, yeah, we're a metalcore band, but we also have this, this, and this, you know. It's cool. And good for the library for having this uh, uh, for, oh. for checkout. Yeah, that's great. Best way to discover new <laughs> local bands. But anyway, but anyway, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna stop uh, digging into the EP as well and let the EP speak for itself. One of the first, uh, the first song I put on there was uh, not necessarily the first one because the first one is an intro, but the second song, Bovine Flesh Band. Uh, Mainly because I just wanted to say that on the air, but bovine <laughs> flesh want... dance. Of course, why wouldn't you want to say that? When I heard that, I was trying to put it in my mind. Like, what the hell is bovine flesh dance? All right, we're just gonna have to listen to the music. <laughs> it does put weird imagery in your head. It forces you to think outside the box or into the dirt, as it were. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's the that's the first track that I put, and. It's greedy and it's brutal and it's just uh it's just a slammer. So let's give Bovine Flesh Dance the let's give it a hand. Let's let it take us where it wants to go. <laughs>
definitely heard bovine flesh dance <laughs> i definitely heard it too <laughs> yeah, yeah speaking of that the other track where i couldn't tell if i heard guinal serene i i definitely heard uh bovine flesh dance at least once or yeah. twice <laughs> yeah it does that old uh, uh trick that hardcore bands use where it's like they repeat the same word over and over again to get just to kind of rally the people to get up front do the pylons and get and just try and grab the mic from the singer pretty much to get their own mic time. Awesome. It's one of those, one of those things. Yeah. But yeah, another thing is like uh, when listening to it, I definitely hear a lot of the pre, uh, a lot of the pre cult leader stuff. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the guitar tones and a lot of that, a lot of those vocal tones as well, but a lot of that style uh, melted into uh, not only cult leader, but also Gaza as well. Okay. Yeah, like a lot of mathy metalcore type stuff, and just kind of, it just kind of bears the, uh, the the start of an evolution that just went that just went haywire pretty much, but for, in the best way. Good. That's good. Yeah. So that's why I really, yeah, that's why I really got into Bird Eater. I've yet to get into Gaza though. I haven't really found a time to uh, to look for their stuff. <laughs> Well, maybe at some point you will, but I do have a ton of new music for you to listen to, so that that'll have to get thrown somewhere on the list. Yeah, that's true. I'll have to I'll have to get my homework done. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of it. Yeah, but that's fine. That's, uh, I'm going to pass these uh, withering hours away. Excellent. Well. Before we get moving to my album, let's play one more from your album. And what track, what is the second track from Bird Eater's Utah EP? Yeah, one that also invokes some uh, pretty grim images. It was, this one's called The Crying Witch, La Lorna. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, just puts weird visions in your head. Makes you, makes you think, for one, what a crying witch looks like. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> I think she's trying to invoke some emotional outreach for me, or like an ulterior motive. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah. So again, that's another thing that uh, that spilled over into the other bands was the uh, grim and dark imagery, which is you know common in places like these. But uh, for a metalcore band back in the mid two thousands, it was kind of like, well, where where are the love songs? Where is the stuff about heartbreak and depression? Why all this? Uh, why all this grim uh, hammer horror film right. <laughs> references? But that's the reason why I was attracted to it because it just had these, just had this weird, yeah, this weird vibrancy about it. It just made it feel so, so poetically dark. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's the best way I could put it right now. But yeah, let's give the lying, the lying, <laughs> the crying witch, La Lorna, a listen, and we'll see how many of you are still here. Let's see how many of you have fallen victim to her. <laughs>
Uh, that's heavy. We sandwiched some heavy stuff in there. We, you know, we had, uh, well, we had On the Job and Welch Boys, and then we went into some heavy stuff there with Trap Dem, and then we went to Chernobyl Babies, not so heavy, and then we went really heavy with Bird Eater. <laughs> you know, you gotta have some, uh, gotta have some twists and turns in an episode. But keep, what's keeping people guessing? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely do, and uh, a lot of cool stuff uh, to be played. So sometimes it's just you get a mixture, you get genre, then a different genre, then so forth, and that's how we do it. Uh, the Bird Eater, though, cool stuff. Obviously, they haven't been playing as a band for quite some time since it looks like some of the band members have moved on to other projects. Is this something you would see these guys get together and play again in the future? Uh, I honestly have no idea. Usually, in a, from what I've seen, it's like when a hardcore bands that have been around since like 2000, they're, they would only come back together to play like a benefit show for a friend who had passed on within the last uh, within the last couple of years, sure. or if one of the friends was moving out of the country, or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of these bands, they at least I don't really see them uh, getting back together just uh, uh, just because. And I can see that because uh, some members of this band, Bird Eater, are busy with the other stuff that's more of a priority. Well, uh, it's cool nonetheless. It's cool when bands, you know, they're able to put that stuff out and folks like us come across it, share it out, and people that were already aware still get to continue to listen whether or not the band decides to play together as a band and put out new material. Yep, exactly. That's uh but yeah, of course that's all what we're hoping for, but that's all what we're thankful for. It's like thank you for being around long enough to put out one hell of an album or EP or whatever just to make an imprint. Exactly. Well, the band that I picked for my great cover to cover album, they had some uh period of inactivity, which is the last few years, but uh started putting some stuff back together. The Briggs is the band is a are the Briggs a band you are familiar with? Yes, I am familiar with the Briggs. Well, that's a great band to be familiar with. They are from Los Angeles. Uh, they hadn't done a whole lot. Like their last release was 2015, and I think before that there was quite a few years, like 08 or 09, something like that. But they've released four full lengths and three EPs during the period of 2001 and 15. Like I say, I think most of that was like 01 to 08 or 09, and then they had something in 15. But they've also released a couple singles this past year, including a cover of a Coxbar song that they had Matt Noyes from the band Noise uh, do some guest vocals on, too, and it turned out really good. It was a really good cover. Uh, so they're doing some new stuff together. Uh, they did do, I think, most of their releases on the album, or not the album, the record label, uh, Side One Dummy Records, and this particular album was released on that label and it's called come all you madmen and i believe that was their last full-length release uh the out of their four full lengths that is uh really good album came out in 2008 so you know shit what 12 it's june 17th so it just hit 12 years a week ago this album oh, wow. <laughs> it's been a long time and great tracks i've been looking forward to playing them like i said uh, when I came across that Chernobyl Babies, I came across the Briggs something else uh, just within the last couple of days, and I thought, I don't think I ever got around to playing that as a great cover-to-cover -cover album. 
it's a really good album. And so I think to, you know this was a good episode to do so. Uh, there's two great tracks. There's uh, numerous great tracks. I, ha- I had it narrowed down to like half the album, and then I had to pick from there, and that was tough. So I went with The Ship Is Now Sinking. That's the first one we're going to listen to, and then we'll get into the next one here in a moment. But uh, The Ship Is Now Sinking was the very first track I think I had heard from. The Briggs came on satellite radio probably when it was new around 2008, uh, good stuff though. This is a really good band out of LA. So let's jump into a track and then we'll talk some more about them here in a moment. All right.
good track there. Uh, I did pick that one because that was the first one that I'd heard, but there's so many really good tracks on that album. It really is a great album. To be perfectly yeah. honest, there's a lot more tracks that I probably like better than that one. But again, it was the very first track that I'd heard from the Briggs, and so that's why I included it on this show. That's a good reason. <laughs> yes, uh, it's good stuff. I really liked the album. Uh, the second track that I pick, it's called This Is L.A., and I think right now with all the crazy shit that's going on in the world, uh, in specifically here in the U.S., I don't know if it's quite as crazy in some other places, different times, different things, and I'm sure different types of crazy always going on somewhere. But right now we definitely have a, a lot of turmoil going on, and I think a track like this, people need to sit back and hear tracks like this. And you can substitute This Is L.A. for your city, the city you choose to be in because you get that choice here in the U.S. You can choose to go move to somewhere else that's governed by a more liberal group or a more conservative group or whatever it is that suits you. You get to choose those type of things, and sometimes, you know, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you that jobs that you might prefer take you to places you may not want to be as much as others, but you still have a choice. And so, I think this is a fa fantastic song. This is L.A. You just substitute it for wherever it is that you call home. And here we go. Let's hear one more track from the Briggs. This Going anywhere This is LA I'm sure 
What a great track. Yeah, that's a great one. It's so good. And you were talking about, uh, you know, in the, the hardcore, uh, heavy scene where they, they, they uh, you know, create that type of a song where, you know, repeating the, the title of the track or something that's yeah. familiar and everybody rushes the stage. I bet this song right here in L.A. at the home crowd, you know, gets the same type of response right there. Oh, absolutely. I can see it. Yeah. Just see the LA crowd with their fists up in the air, and everyone's just like, "This is LA." Right, and like I said, change it to the name of your city, and it is applicable to everybody. This is Salt Lake. <laughs> right, it's our city, our home. Yep. <laughs> <It is. laughs> well, let's wrap this show up. Those were two great albums. There, let's play some metal tracks and get this show wrapped up and in the books. Uh, what did you pick? Uh, well, I picked, we're going back to Sweden here. Yep. Band number two <laughs> from Sweden. Yeah, we're going back to the place that, going back to the place that pretty much cemented a new genre of metal, and that is that has been known as the new, new wave of melodic death metal. <laughs> okay. It's quite the, quite the, title there new wave of melodic death metal yeah well i call it the well, i call it the new wave because it was uh, uh melodic death metal of the uh the sanctioned genre where it all started uh came out of uh gothenburg and then okay. it just kind of spread its veins all around sweden and eventually caught wind in the and uh, other countries specifically the u.s right um so yeah, this band is known as Arch Enemy. Arch Enemy, and good been, band. Yep, and they've been they've been a band since uh, 1996, and and hopped on to that uh, new wave. Of, <laughs> I keep wanting to say British heavy metal, but it's not. It's new wave of melodic death metal. Right. And and yeah, the first the first uh, couple albums that they did with their original singer. Uh, didn't really, didn't really uh, stand out in the in the big wave of things, and they eventually got him replaced with Angela Gosto, and he basically became the uh, reigning champion of a female-fronted death metal band. Awesome, basically, good for her. 
<laughs> yeah, basically able to hit those low gutturals and also those uh, high screens and like it was nothing to her and it really wasn't. She was able to mold through all of those all of those vocals that was required for the genre. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you definitely see it on here, this song that I picked, Silent War, which is one of my favorite songs from I came from the Anthems of Rebellion album, which had been out since uh, 2003, so it's been almost it's been a 17 long... years. It's, cu- it's been yeah. out a while. Yeah, has been out a while, and helped to help kind of solidify them as like metal god slash goddesses, pretty much. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, and I feel it's one of those songs that helped represent uh, Gonzo's style of vocals. The really kind of a really just kind of launched her into just being one of the best front women of the metal in the 2000s. Awesome. That's great. So yeah, so, yeah let's, uh, let's keep back to the heaviness and let's get some silent wars going. <laughs>
Yeah, she can definitely do it. Yeah. You fucking ripped through every song. It's <laughs> a shame she's not in the band anymore. She's taking she's taking a leave and gone into a more managerial position for that band. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but it's since been replaced with uh, Alicia Alicia White Glues. Okay. Well, that's how you, I think that's how you pronounce it. But she's been with a band, I think, since like uh, 2013, 2014. So she's been with them for a while. Well, I'm sure it's just as good. Uh, that's great stuff. And she, she was great. I'm familiar with the band. It's kind of like what you were saying about the Chernobyl Babies. I know the, the name, and I probably know a few tracks here and there. I'm just not super familiar with the, the band or the, the history of at least three different vocalists like you, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it helps when you've been uh, listening to them since your youth, because I, mean, I have. That was the first band I was introduced to that had a, had the first death metal band anyway, where I was, where I was like, oh, girls could do this too. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I would, yeah that's, a, that's one of the things as a teenage boy that you're just like, wow, chicks do that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this band, <laughs> the band right here that I picked, Kind of the same thing. I'm very familiar with this band because I've been listening to this band since my youth. I've been listening to them since, uh, you know, 98, 99, right around that time I was graduating high school. They've been a band since 1993. And the band is Mushroomhead. They've gone through a series of vocalists because I am familiar with the band. They started off with two. One of them left. Got another guy to replace him. The guy that originally left came back. They had three vocalists. Then the guy that replaced the original guy, he left. And then they picked up uh, Jackie LaPonza, who is also you know female. The, so she was doing some of the, the vocals, but then transitioned to doing more vocals as one of the other original guys from the band. He left, and now you have... Uh, two male vocalists and a female vocalist, and a couple other guys have left the band. But uh, you know, over that's you know over the years, what do you expect for a band that's been around for 27 years? Uh, you're bound to have uh, a little bit of shuffling here and there. Oh yeah, especially in the especially in the style that they that they go through. Right. You know, there's multiple members, so. Yeah, it's pretty bound that uh, unless you're going through like band therapy twice uh, twice a day for a week, it's like yeah, you're not gonna keep everybody. Right, and they're a band that has had up to what eight nine members at a time, and so you're bound to. I mean, even bands like Slipknot have cycled through a few bandmates here and there. Just it it happens, but. This band is probably the band I've seen more than any other band live, I would say. Uh, I go every single time. They put on such a phenomenal show. If you haven't seen the band Mushroom Head play, you should go check them out. They are phenomenal live, really great. Uh, a lot of great music. The last album was great. I was looking forward to them now that they've kind of, you know, sh- moved, shuffled some bodies over the last couple years for them to put out something new, you know, something that's specific to this group because the, all the other stuff was not specific to this group. The the new group is just kind of taking over what the other ones were doing, you know what I mean? And sometimes you're like, ah, oh, maybe it's a little different, but it's cool when you have what you're used to, create something new with the new group, and then that's all theirs. And so that's what this is. They just released A Wonderful Life on June 19th. 
17 new tracks, and it's not like uh, you know your 17 track punk band album where uh, you know the tracks are two minutes or, or or less, you know, in that range. Where like you were saying earlier, it's done in 30 minutes. No, this is 17 tracks, and if it's under three minutes. That's a short track right there. There's a handful that are fairly long. This particular track is called Seen It All, and it is almost four minutes. There's tracks longer than this one, and there's 17 of them on this album. Let's listen to this. Let's wrap up the show. This is Mushroom Head with the track Seen It All.
his new mushroom head right there, seen it all. <laughs> Coming from you, I believe you have. <laughs> uh, it is great. It is. I'm looking forward to, you know, there's so many great punk bands and festivals that I missed out on this year, but that's that's a band, that's a metal band right there. Another great one to go see live, Power Man 5000, who's putting out new stuff too. Uh, I, I can't wait to get to go see those bands. Static X is another one. I'll probably play something from their project, Regeneration, that's going to be coming out early next month. They've got a show scheduled with non-point dope and somebody else somewhere out there in the midwest i forget where uh offhand so uh you know bands are, are playing and i'm looking forward to there's a handful of uh, metal bands that uh, are putting out stuff that are all really great live and that mushroom head I, i'm really looking forward to seeing those guys perform uh, a bunch of their new tracks yeah that'll be yeah, that'll be some thanks for uh, the long wait we've had for live shows. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm going to go see a whole bunch, I'm sure, of it when, when the time comes. And they're so awesome live. The the big barrel drums with the water and the light show. And they'll have, you know, they obviously every band always has one drummer playing. But sometimes they have three drummers playing at one time. It is pretty, pretty awesome. I, I've seen them on some smaller stages. There's a lot of guys, a lot of equipment that are all packed in, and then I've seen them on some bigger stages too, and they are just really good. And I really like that track. I like the the new stuff. Uh, they've already put out two new music videos uh, to go along with these new tracks and the new album. So get out there, check them out. That is the metal for this episode. I hope you liked Arch Enemy and Mushroom Head. Go check out both bands. That is yeah. it. That's it for the show. You can find us uh, all over the place. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Play, Google Play, Music Player FM, and SLCPunkCast.com. And you can find these bands on Instagram at Project Sellout CA, at Step13NH, at OnTheJobSWE, at The Briggs LA, at Arch Enemy Official, at Mushroom Hat Official, and at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? I am found on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Uh, my band Anonymous is also on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. And we're also on Facebook at anonymous SLC. So pretty easy to pretty easy to memorize, I say. Awesome. And I tag your band and you on all of our posts for each episode. So if people didn't write them down, they could just go click on that when, when they see the posts from the SLC Punkcast social medias as well. Yeah. Pretty soon we will have some recorded, uh, the more recorded media. So you can uh, listen to us and find out if you like us or love us. <laughs> right. Follow you on social media. Plus, uh, when, you, when you get a copy of it, we can play some of it here as well. Yeah. Yeah, still working on that. Uh, setting some stuff up, but it's a slow moving process and it's not like we have any uh, deadlines for tours or shows or anything like that. <laughs> well, makes it easy. And when the time comes, we'll be ready. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's a, that's a shout out for myself. I guess. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you can find the rest of these bands on Facebook at P S O L G P at D F D O D A A T. Uh, that is at step 13 right there, not at, but that's for step 13 at the Welch boys at on dot the dots job dot Sweden. Yes, it was that long, but it's on the job 
at Chernobyl Punks, that's Punks with an X, at Bird Eater Music, at The Briggs Music, at Arch Enemy Official, at Mushroom Head Official, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining. We went long today, a little bit longer, coming up on uh, hour 40. So thank you for joining, listening to all this great music. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, makes it a little easier, I guess, when we're only doing one episode a week, but we're going uh, a little bit longer than we would have before. So uh, thank you for sitting in, listening to all the music. Eric, any final thoughts? Yeah, well, everything that's been going on, we're hoping... Yeah, we're just hoping that we're going to be in a green zone where uh, we'll have a little bit more freedoms than what was happening. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just keep hoping for for that. Just don't lose uh, don't lose faith. Don't give in to the don't give in to the fear that we're going to be living like this for ever. I know it feels like it because everything's moving slower right now. Absolutely. Everyone's yeah. in a panic, but. But yeah, I firmly believe that with everything being moved to uh, 2021 next year, right. just gives me more reason to, uh, I don't know, to stay positive this year. Absolutely. And hopefully we can salvage a little bit maybe towards the end of this year as well. Yeah, of course. You know, and I know it's hard to stay positive in times like these. Trust me, I've been dealing with it myself like everybody else, but <laughs> it'll pay off. It will pay off. And thank you, everybody, for joining. Eric, thank you for joining me. This was episode 165. Until the next time. Play the fucking outro.